could be heroes. <laughs> Forever and ever. Or just for one day, who's to say? <laughs> who's to say? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends submerge you in spoilers as we explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. Since this is a center for spoilers, this week we will be doing a Simply Spoilers episode on Jojo Rabbit. So if you haven't seen it, we are going to talk at it, about it at length. Uh, tune out and tune back in once you have. Check out our Instagram and Twitter at We Explain Movies for other spoiler timestamps. We're just going to talk about Jojo Rabbit by Taika Waititi all night. <laughs> if you're listening to this in the morning, all day. If you're listening to this in the afternoon, all, all afternoon. <laughs> if you're listening to it at tea time, then I guess it's tea time. Is that like golfing or British? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. It's Brit- British. <laughs> Enjoy those 19 holes or those 19 cups of British tea. <laughs> I've just been watching a lot of The Crown. Is it 19? Oh, it's only 18 it's holes. 18. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, she knows more about golf than me, I guess. Do one more for us. <laughs> uh, basically, we had a spot open for an episode and we wanted to do something new and this movie really caught our attention when we saw it. We're planning this to come out the day it's wide released. Hopefully they do that. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's been... Honestly. Yeah. It's been kind of vague and mysterious this whole time. I just saw something today that said, hey, this will be in more theaters on January 1st. And I said, where did the lies end? <laughs> yes. So I hope that where when this end, comes Hitler? out, you have the opportunity to go see it. Please. Because it's amazing. like to take this time early in the episode to explain to listeners that I'm sick. And that's why I sound like this. Honestly, you sound normal, but she might... I sound normal. But she might burst into coughing at any moment. Maybe you can edit out my coughing. I would like to. Okay. (laughs) If you want to allow me. I want to burst anyone's eardrums, okay? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Well, so we've all seen it. Yeah. Boy, did we love it. So much. So much. Uh, When it ended, Courtney actually said, that's it. We don't need to make any more movies. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot I said that. (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, Because the themes throughout it, the constant genre shifts from being like funny and indie to quirky and then horrible, obviously, Holocaust film, dramatic. Mm -hmm. It's just, it really covers all the bases and Taika Waititi is a master of just like any kind of filmmaking at this point. Um, He really knows his stuff. Yeah. Who would like to start? I didn't take any notes because I'm a weak bitch. <laughs> but you guys did because you are smart. Oh my goodness. And beautiful and committed. Well, the first time we saw it, we didn't know we would do an episode on it. And that's why Courtney and I went back and then we took notes. So that's the only reason that Kimmy doesn't have notes. It's not fair. I'm just going to wing it from my own Jewish heritage. True. <laughs> so. You're the one who's allowed to not see it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who should see it lots of times. You have the Jewish mind powers we've heard of, so <laughs> you should be fine. What is that like? What is it like to have Jew powers? Teach yeah. us your Jewish ways. What do your people eat? What well, do they like? Well, they said she can only read other Jewish minds, so yeah. should we talk about our overall... Just your your overall takeaway from having seen the movie, without getting too much into research or details, mm. like, mm. what was your experience? I loved it. I really did. I thought that all of the acting was amazing. Uh, even this little kid that I've never seen in anything, and I don't think really has been in much, if anything, mm-hmm. was amazing. Just, like, really, really understood the role, and everybody did a great job. I thought Scarlett Johansson, this is one of the best things I've ever seen her in. I do think, you know, there's a lot of films out there that are talking about 
why hate is bad and that are making a fun spin on difficult material. Yeah. So I don't think it's the first film to ever do that. But I will say, I was talking to Dakota after we saw it, because he came with me when I saw it a second time. And I was like, besides Inglorious Bastards, this is probably the first film to take that risk of we can make the Holocaust funny, you it know? It is not, actually. It's not. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> no, um, if you'll remember back to our very first episode, I think it is, um, Life is Beautiful. Oh, I didn't know that was a comedy. Yeah. It is. It's a beautiful oh. comedy. It's beautiful. Oh, I thought it was mostly sad. Well, I mean, it is, it is a Holocaust film, but it is a comedy about the Holocaust. Oh, okay. About Italian Jews and... And that holds up as funny? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. It does. I, I mean, it's been a little bit since I've seen it, but regardless, it's an outstanding film. So my point in saying that is that I I was like, I'm determined to watch Inglorious Bastards before we do this podcast, mm. and I did. You did? I did watch it, and I did like it, and that's like a whole other conversation that we can get into, but yeah. um, honestly, after seeing Jojo Rabbit, I was like, this movie's not funny <laughs> in comparison. <laughs> like, I just, I, I was expecting... I, I don't know. I guess it was just a very different type of humor. It's a yeah, lot more definitely dry and a lot more um, Tarantino. harsh. <laughs> yeah, a lot more harsh and vulgar humor, whereas this one was a lot more poppy, fun, it's it's gory. quick mm-hmm. humor. Yeah. Of course, I still enjoyed it, and, and there's you know other things to say about it being great, but I was like, oh, this is totally not what I was expecting. And, and Jojo Rabbit, I still think, is something of its own that none of these other films we've mentioned has done in that way. Yeah, Because it, it set out to do something, and I feel like it exceeded our expectations yeah. in sticking to what they said it was going to be about. It was like a Wes Anderson's Inglorious Bastards. It <laughs> felt very Wes Anderson, I put that note, yeah. just with the cinematography and the way that the comedy is. What I liked about um, the look of it, too, is that Taika Waititi uh, insisted on the costumes being really fun and whimsical. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like movies back then, it's like we get the same drab coats yeah, yeah. and hats yeah. and women wearing the same skirt over and over again. And Scarlett Johansson's wardrobe is, oh, I want I want every piece. <laughs> and he said, actually, no, like at the time, like that part of Europe was thriving in their arts and their fashion and their looks. Is, and this, is this from the Stephen Merchant video? No, I did not watch you the didn't Stephen watch Merchant that? video. With no. him and Stephen Merchant? No. Oh, okay, interesting. No, I read an article, though, oh, about, okay. um, about how it... he wanted that look to be like, no, these people are thriving, they're at their yeah, best, yeah. and everything is adorable. And it, it was. Like, the, yeah. their house was cute, they had yeah. art everywhere, and it's because, yeah, it was a cultural hub mm-hmm. uh, that was just weeding out the things they didn't like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they thought they were this thriving, like, beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, why wouldn't the people be, you know, flaunting and dressing really uh, flamboyantly mm-hmm. and fun and stuff? Yeah. Cool. Um, my takeaway was that I, I loved it, of course, and there's really not much else for me to say because I just loved it, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought that there was just the right amount of wit as much as, um, poignancy, and I just, we can never stop making these movies. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes for slavery movies, and, yeah. you know, I just, we can never stop making those. It's happening now in different ways, and people learn so much from media and consuming entertainment, and it's just a different way by which our society learns, and I just think that it told such a wonderful anti-hate story yeah. uh, that's palatable for everyone mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't stir debate so much because when you're going to debate you're never going to convince the other person 
It's all about this is what's right. This is what I think versus what that person thinks is right and what they think. And it's just a beautiful story about subverting what your beliefs are and seeing things from another point of view. And I don't know, I'm just a huge advocate for continuing to make these Mm -hmm. kinds of stories and never stopping I, yeah, I was listening to this podcast where they were talking about the making of 12 Years a Slave, and I, I, this is about, you know, kind of all slavery movies in general, but they said, we really need to stop having those people who say, oh, we've had plenty of those, like, you I'm know. I'm glad we... you're bringing this up, because <laughs> I was going to bring it up, but I was like, maybe I shouldn't go there. But... Yeah, and they, they're like, you know, oh, we have enough of those, like, we get it, and they go, I'm sorry, have we cured racism? No? Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. So I think that's the point, is, like, until we cure all hate and racism, like, keep making them. And also, it's it's made to honor those people in a form of remembrance, so that it doesn't happen again. And then what my big takeaway from this movie, aside from obviously loving it just as much as you two did, I found this really interesting theme throughout it, especially seeing it a second time, that is, it's my own interpretation, so you may disagree, or you may think it's, yeah, sure, but not quite. Mm -hmm. But my whole idea is that I feel like this whole film is rooted in callbacks, to, like, the beginning part of the film, we're introduced to all these different things, and they keep coming up. It's, like, these recurring motifs that just come along yeah. the way, and I feel like the whole point of it is to not repeat the past. Like, he's given these little things, Jojo, along the way, and by the end of it, he is... It's just a huge character arc, but I feel like the whole thing is speaking to don't stay in your ways and don't continue doing what's wrong because you know even just like little things like what his mom says like at the beginning when he says is it dangerous oh yeah and then later him saying that to Elsa but along the way there's so many things just like with the shoelaces with rabbits with um the word ugly there's all these just little things that he has all these views by the first half of the movie before Rosie dies and then everything after that I mean really it's more so everything after him and Elsa come to have a relationship it's not about Rosie but, but I'm sure that's part of it. Like, yeah. well, your mom died doing this thing that you are starting to believe in. Mm-hmm. And now I think that kind of solidifies it because you trust her. Yeah, now and you just you... have to st- step all the way into that. Yeah. And it, it just proves that everything can turn and the past does not need to be repeated as much as we're jettisoning right towards that. Yes. <laughs> can we slow we're our roll? hurtling towards <laughs> John Mulaney voice. And now there's Nazis again. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I love that um, this is a film that has something to say. People say, you know, there was that, that whole argument with Todd Phillips a couple months ago about, like, comedy's dead, you, everything's offensive, and mm-hmm. the, the counter-argument was Taika Waititi is literally playing Hitler. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was the point, is that it, it was a, a hysterical, funny version of it that was cartoony and ridiculous, and that still wasn't the point of the story. The point right. of the story was not Hitler even a little bit. I love yeah. that kind of... His character drops out for a while. Yeah. I would yeah. kind of like to, to bring this up at this point, just because it seems natural. Did you read some of the negative reviews on this movie? Were no. they clearly... There's a review, like, a, a decent chunk of reviews on this movie. I don't know about professional critics, but just people who clearly didn't get the point. Mm-hmm. Who are... Um, I saw people who still thought it was offensive... Mm-hmm. Or people who thought that the point is that we're supposed to sympathize with Nazis. Mm. And I'm just, like, baffled. That's not it. <laughs> I'm just baffled that people watch something like this 
And don't think that it's smart enough to know what it's doing. I think they went into it thinking that already. Right. And then watched the whole thing. Like, it's so funny when you watch things through a lens of, of preconception or of hate. This leads into a little fun fact uh, that I found out in that video that I thought you would watch because that was this, one of the other facts I found out. Mm-hmm. Taika and Steven Merchant breaking down the Heil Hitler scene where they say oh, yeah. it a million times. Okay, I'm, I love this part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... It's them breaking that scene down, and when Sam comes in, they talk about how the reason that they gave him the eye is because they had to give him some kind of disability from battle that would make him not able to fight on the front lines. Do you know what I, like, read into that, though? (laughs) So he's gay. Him and his friend are gay. Oh, okay. And the whole idea, like, it just brings a whole new meaning once you find out that they're gonna go down in a blaze of glory. They definitely seem pretty gay. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I have another fun fact then, too, if you don't know this, because I was so excited. Um, but he says it when he's at the Hitler Youth Camp. He goes, in an accident that was totally preventable. And I was like, oh, you did this on purpose, so you wouldn't have to fight. Mm-hmm. I feel like he did it oh. on purpose so that he wouldn't have to be on the front lines. Well, that's possible. I think that's so, possible, yeah. Oh, I really just feel like he he does not want to be a Nazi. He's doing it to save himself because he's gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, oh, oh. we know well, that yeah, they're gay. I, yeah, because I was definitely thinking... Once we find out all this stuff about him, on the rewatch, it definitely seems like that is the character trait that makes him able to not be a monster. Yes. Is because he realizes that he would probably be, you know... He would have definitely been killed. Yeah. Um, and so they had to hide that, but then when they when they put on their, their ridiculous garb and they go out yeah. and he's got that gun that, like, emits a terrible noise... Yeah, yeah. Him and his partner are covered in pink triangles... Which was the symbol that they would put on your uh, uniform at, like, a concentration camp for being gay. Really? Instead of of a yellow star, it's a pink triangle. Whoa. And he's wearing a cape that is made entirely of pink triangles. Oh. And his partner's got this, like, really cool hat that's got, like, pink triangle studs all around it. Did you know the pink triangle thing already? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I was really excited that That's I was like, cool. yes, because you get like a weird sense too. Like they're and like, about to kiss. When they're the about German to kiss. Scene. And then the second I rewatched it, like you see him feeding him strudel when oh, Scarlett yeah. Johansson yeah, yeah. walks in and you're just kind of like, oh, it like all adds up. And they're like sitting together at the pool mm-hmm. and I was like, you're in love. Yeah. yeah. The first time we see Sam, I, I wrote a little, um, this is how it goes. He, we see Sam and he crunches this apple he's eating and tosses <laughs> it. Sassy, like, flips his hand up and goes, Hi, Hitler, guys. And I turn to Courtney and I go, Sexiest man alive. <laughs> when really it's like, guy like eating an apple and chucking it. Hi, Hitler, guys. Hi, Hitler, guys. I, I absolutely love when his boyfriend introduces him and he goes, Captain Kai! Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. Oh, they're, yeah, I just, I love those two. Yeah, I great. love the way that they talk like that, like almost contemporary, you know, because. We're so used to watching these films where it's very serious and very formal and mm-hmm. eloquent and stuff like that. I just love seeing that. It's so casual and relatable. And we, we think of that old-timey era so, so separate from ours. Right. But. Which is really sad because really the only way we know it lives on is through the literature that was published and kept because mm-hmm. it was written by an old white man who like mm-hmm. ri- wrote it a right. certain way. But like we got to believe that. That's why uh, Kimmy and I were talking about that. Emily Dickinson show that's out with Haley oh, Steinfeld now, yeah. and like they say ridiculous things that I know are not of the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like they're capturing that vibe that I'm sure at the time they had slang that was appropriate totally. for it, and it's great. It's like, um, well, two things I just thought of. First, I hope they keep our memes. <laughs> the memes. Our memes are gonna live on as Dada is start, like. right? <laughs> 
<laughs> but the other being that, um, which this of course was not as far back in the past, but when, um, I think, I think it stayed in the podcast when I did Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, how, oh yeah, yeah, the like 50s. every contestant on the game show was trying to be inappropriate or trying to say something sexual. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a thing where you, especially as a kid, are like, my parents never said one dirty thing, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But everyone was gross forever. But then you look back at Shakespeare and if you know what you're oh, reading. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm glad that Taika was able to capture that, like with his language and all that, because yeah. he's such a great writer. Yeah. Uh, do we want to move on to maybe some like fun things that we found in it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, something else that I really like that's just fun and cool is um, when Elsa and him are getting into that match of German versus oh, yes, Jewish uh, creators and artists and all that stuff. Once she names Rilke and having, saying that he's got a Ooh, Jewish mother. Are you going to say the triangle scene? Yeah. It's she a goes, star. Pew, 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 yeah. Because it's so fun that she's doing like a pew pew sound, but she's pointing it and making a star of David at him. And mm-hmm. I, I, That's something I love. I, I don't think it's the same song, but it just had such strong vibes of this that it made me smile both times. But so remember that part when Rosie is sitting down at the dinner table and she like kind of slinks yes. into her seat as the song's playing with her wine? I think I know what you're going to say. It sounds just like the song from What We Do in the Shadows that oh, the guy dances to. I don't think it's the same song, but it has the exact same type of like whimsical instruments. Nice. You know what I'm talking about? No, the I totally know what you're talking scene about. Where he's like, no, 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 When they see him dancing. Yeah, and stuff. he's like, this is my sexy dance. Oh, I super love that. Yeah. I thought what you're going to say is this is not something I found out on my own, but somebody was like, that's that type of music would have been banned by the Nazis. Oh. And I love that Rosie was playing it like that's in cool. her own home and she's like sipping her wine and yeah, like yeah. sitting down. And she's like, don't give a shit. It was a very Rachel McAdams moment where she's dancing and being adorable. Shaking her head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I definitely wrote down that that's the cutest thing in the world, that whole scene with her. Oh. uh, Where she pretends to be the dad. Yeah, because it starts out, like, so fun. And she's, like, she's sassing her son the way that like millennials will sass their boomer parents oh yeah (laughs) and then she's just like being adorable and uh making fun of him and doing all these things and then she gets up and has to do that and that's really sad but then like she's doing the fun dances where she's pretending to dance with him yeah i just thought that was like the best i hope (laughs) she's such a good mom in this whole movie she does things that i just i aspire to be that cool or fun of a mom that she that scene could have so easily just been dramatic, mm-hmm. where she just yells at him because she's the one who's there and the dad isn't. Like, that's such an easy thing to fight about. And she does for a second. You know, mm-hmm. she's, she yells at him, like, that's what your father would have done. And then it turns into that cute little, like, yeah. realistically, this is how the rest of our fight would go. And then it's cute and then it's funny. And I just thought that was so... It's compassionate like about perpetuating joy in a time of darkness. Yeah. And if you like that, you're really going to like Life is Beautiful because uh, that's all about protecting your child. Yeah. Protecting your child from the harsh realities of what's really going on. The kid doesn't, in Life is Beautiful, the kid doesn't know that there's a Holocaust. Okay. And just, just the way that, too, that she's going about navigating that because she unfortunately has no hold on her child. Schools back then, you were forced to become a Hitler youth. And that's just what your schooling became. Mm-hmm. Like JoJo? Like jo- No, that's what I'm saying. And so, oh, like okay. JoJo. And so she, instead of knowing that he's being fed propaganda at all times, she has to find a way to manipulate him in a mm. positive way yeah. and mm-hmm. find a way to, like, navigate this and slyly slip in what actually is right. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to start yelling at your kid about what's right, 
he's going to turn you in because he's, sure. he's so one-minded. Or if you're trying to yell at him, he's just going to rebel and go harder. To Which yeah. I, I love that, too, when she's having those conversations with Elsa. You, you can see that, mm-hmm. is that she's not trying to push him to think one way. She knows... In his heart, he's a good kid. Like, he's got to yeah. figure it out. And mm-hmm. I assume a lot of kids, which of course this movie is going to, because it is a comedy, it's going to spin it as like, this is fun, you know, we're yeah. part of this thing. But I'm sure lots of kids were horrified and knew that it wasn't okay. But what do you do? You're a child. Yeah. You can't tell the adults no, but then it's, you know, you know it's wrong. Right. right. But they're going to kill you and you're a child. It's it's all about what we're feeding people now and like we were giggling before we started recording this but like that Rebel Wilson line sums it up perfectly where she's oh, yeah. like, here, shoot anyone that looks different from you. Yeah. <laughs> the comedy in this movie is because we laugh and we go, that's exactly the mentality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, we're laughing because we because might cry otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So some other things that we wanted to talk about, uh, Kayleen, you came up with some, I guess, questions and or talking points of... Yeah, so I guess since we were talking about little cute things that we liked, should we say our funniest moment? Funniest moment? What we found to be the funniest moment of the movie? I'll let you guys go first, because I have... (laughs) I'm already laughing. Oh, no. (laughs) I can't wait to hear what your guys are. (laughs) I have a line that I like the best, but it's not the scene that I like the best. God for damn it. funniest. I hope you guys don't have mine. I don't think you guys have mine, because this was, like, something I audibly laughed at in the theater, and both of you were like, mm-hmm. Okay, good, because I laughed out loud in the theater one Okay, night. I'll let you go first. It could be mine, but I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just try and, like, okay, my, the funniest part, I think, it's when, um, Elsa and Jojo are talking, and, um, they're kind of conversing about what Jews do at, and... Jojo's talking about the Jews as if they're kind of like these mythical, scary creatures, and Elsa's kind of like supporting that in like an ironic way. And she says, "What? Oh, what? What else? Like, do the Jews do?" And he goes, "They steal the ends of penises." (laughs) And that rabbi's wear them as earplugs. (laughs) And and I just think that that's. Shoot, I spilled my wine again. Um, it's such a stir... It, I mean, I'm going to admit it because I'm Jewish, but like, it's like a really st- strange part of Judaism. Only just recently in my adult life been to my first bris, and let me tell ya, it it was really fun to watch... <laughs> no, 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 not the bris. <laughs> no, the film was really fun to watch coming from... Judaism because I find a lot of things funny mm. with the religion and I I I don't know it, it was um, relatable and ironic I don't know where I'm going with this but it's I think it's really I can't get into your guys's brains but it's just really fun to imagine what the feelings that are emitted from you versus mine you know what oh, I mean? yeah. how we saw that line what I love about that is that when he says it for a split second you almost are like oh what a funny lie oh wait <laughs> <laughs> right but then then he says the thing about rabbis using them for earplugs and it's just great because it's half true but half not true yeah and it's just like these crazy things that Jojo has worked up in his mind mm-hmm. and I feel like they all come down to either stereotypes or real things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my favorite line, which, uh, I don't know, I guess just the delivery, but it was just, 
amazing, and then it leads into a bigger discussion, but JoJo and Elsa are talking, and she says, you're not a Nazi, and he goes, well, I'm massively into swastikas, so <laughs> I just died both times at that line, and I kind of forgot about it on the second viewing, mm-hmm. um, and I love it because it's funny, but then also right after that, she says something like, you just want to wear a uniform and be a part of a club. Were we I talking about this like a massively week true. ago? Were we? About this movie specifically? Oh, yeah, yeah. The most recent the most recent movie we explained, uh, the assassination of Jesse James. And yes. And like, isn't this yeah. stupid men just wanting to be in a club? It's, Let me in. It's yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. It's, it's almost, and it's just this thing of like, I want to feel like I'm part of something important or mm-hmm. part of part of the movement. Right. And you don't even know what you're fighting for. You just want to be a part of it. Yeah. Even if it's horrible. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, Kimmy mentioned how about when we saw Uncut Gems, oh, yeah. trailer, the Uncut Gems trailer, and it's like, I don't know, some crazy yeah, ass the, Jew. Yeah, at the end of the trailer, some other character goes, who is that? He goes, I don't know, some crazy ass fucking Jew or something like that. And I was yeah. like, that's not what I call you. Uh, but this time I was like, "Can I? how would you feel if I came home? And I was like, yoo-hoo, Jew! <laughs> Because I think JoJo just saying that when when it's when he first discovers yeah. her too, um, and then my actual favorite part of it is really not far after that. Um, it's when he's got the knives and he like keeps oh. going back up to her, and it's this whole back and forth with him and Hitler in his room, like talking about what they're gonna do, mm. and he goes back up with the knife and comes back down, and then I just found it so funny when he's like, "Yeah, she's like a female Jewish Jesse Owens," and then he's like, "And she took my knife," and he goes female Jewish Jesse Owens Jack the Ripper. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's a great part. It's like so many things on top of each other. And like, mm-hmm. and then later it leads into Rosie being like, where are all the goddamn knives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that whole bit was great. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, the knife stealing was amazing. And I think something this movie does really well, and I don't mean for this to sound like it's a bad thing because I mean it in a positive way, but it doesn't get bogged down with too much stuff. Mm-hmm. They they pick a few motifs and they pick a general theme and they find a way to make that all land. Mm-hmm. For example, the tying shoes that keeps coming back yes. and how, again, a little bit catapulting forward, but when Rosie dies, he still doesn't know how to tie her shoe for her. But then by the time that he, you know, when we get to the end of the film, he can do it for Elsa. Mm-hmm. And just little things like that that we see over and over again that are showing us you know, tying us back to the rabbits or tying us back to his character development. It's it's not a hard thing to show a character with some shoes and trying to tie them once or twice. Exactly, yeah. It's very effective. And it's just it's that yeah, it's that whole thing I said about repetition. Like it really makes yeah. me happy. And even like the the movie is bookended with that. Like we have this uh, major pop song by the Beatles in German. Yeah. Uh, showing all of the, like, the mass hysteria of the Hitler youth and everything. And then there's, I don't think there were German songs throughout. I heard, like, English songs throughout mm. the movie. And then at the end, it's bookended with a, a David Bowie yeah. uh, version of Heroes that's in German. And yeah. I just think that that's so mm. cool that it's, like, all about that repetition. It's kind of growth. Because Heroes yeah. is a better song. <laughs> Heroes is the song. Like, it's a great ending it's song. It's amazing. Courtney and I have been listening to it in the car for like Aww. a long time. <laughs> yeah, like every time we get in your car, your phone just, because your phone like sinks and it just goes, you want to hear it? And like we never we're drive like, for more than six minutes. Of course we want to hear it. And we're like, yeah, start it over. <laughs> uh, so after funniest moment, you said you wanted to talk. Should we do most emotional moment? All right. 
most emotional moment. I, this is a, a really little snippet, but it's just very interesting contrast of the exact same sentiment, but said in different ways. It's when Rosie and Elsa are up in the hiding spot. Is this a year ago? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I found it in my notes. (laughs) You can say it if you want. I can say another one. No. Okay. You go for it. Um, So they're up in her little hiding space, and I think it might be the first time we really see the two of them together talking about her being there. And Rosie says, you've lived more lifetimes than most. And she replies with, I haven't lived at all. When people say that, it means that you've had to live this kind of adult trauma that you shouldn't have to be dealing with at this age. You've lived a lifetime of trauma, and she's kind of saying, well, I haven't had any of the joys of living. Yeah, she hasn't lived. true. Yeah. Because you shouldn't have to be experiencing that, and you should be able to be experiencing the joy in life. You go for it. Okay, so I'll try and get through this without crying, (laughs) because I've been thinking about it all day, and I just tear up every time. So, the part where, (laughs) Jesus Christ, the part where Jojo and Ilsa are talking and he asks her, what is the first thing that you're going to do when you're free? And she says, dance. And then that comes full circle, then they get Mm -hmm. outside at the end, spoilers I guess. This whole, it's called Simply Spoilers. <laughs> we are simply doing our job. <laughs> she gets outside. She breathes the air. We don't know how long it's been that she's been yeah. kept in a crawl space, essentially. And she just turns around and just, like, starts to do arguably one of the most freeing things that the human body can do, which mm-hmm. is, like, dance unabashedly. And it's just, like, such... Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's so wonderful. I I feel like... Because you t- took notes as well. Did you write down the quote for the other time they mentioned dance? So Rosie earlier in the... Basically, I just... Anytime they mentioned dance, I was like, gotta write it down because I know they're going to do that at the end. Rosie says, we dance to show God we're grateful to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also true. Yeah. For the end. Well, then I called dibs on favorite part because <laughs> okay. I have something that I want to... And I don't want it stolen. Okay. I, don't, I don't think I would steal your favorite okay. part. Uh, to to put a, a light spin on what Kimmy just sobbed over. Sorry. Uh, let me just say that Elsa dances the exact same way Kimmy does. It's like, <laughs> it is all about those elbows. Oh, for sure. Kimmy That's just like puts her thumbs up in it, and it's yeah. all about that. Yeah, because as soon as she leans back and puts her elbow up, I was like, Elsa, you're Kimmy. Okay, so it's, it's a Jewish thing. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Has anybody ever seen Fiddler on the Roof? Like, it's in our blood. <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof is all... Is all goalpost arms and (laughs) knees. It's just upper body situation, you know? Goalpost arms. (laughs) I was on the roof. (laughs) That's a great way to express that. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well then, I guess... Uh, So my favorite part, it's a whole scene, obviously, um, but when Jojo and Rosie are walking after they've ridden bikes, Mm -hmm. and they're up and it's a big wall... I think it is just brilliant because Rosie is walking on the wall mm. like a child and Jojo is down with his hands in his pockets like a dad. And mm-hmm. I've seen that exact shot in so many movies where it's a little child up on the wall, like holding hands with their dad as they're walking. And yeah. it, it just shows like, it just shows an amazing dynamic of their roles are really reversed in this, but they're not. 
she's just protecting him and for so much. She, you know, she isn't putting him at risk by telling him that Elsa is there. And she also must see it as the biggest blessing in the world that he's not allowed to be a part of the Hitler Youth anymore. Yeah. And she even oh, just, like, sure. she's so funny with, like, Captain K. And she's like, yes, please, send this 10-year-old off to war. I yeah. love that. Give him a gun. Give him a gun. And it's just, she realizes how ridiculous it is. And, I mean, obviously, her and Captain K, I think, have a very close relationship. Yeah. Because he knows that she's dead when he comes over to, yeah. to be there when uh, Stephen Merchant shows up. But... She she just wants to to give him the good in life and and she just wants to to dance with him as she's walking down this big thing and she even gets really playful with him when she ties his shoelaces together mm-hmm. so that he can't get up the wall anymore and it, it just it's so nice it just it's so great to see that that relationship and that dynamic yeah and that's my favorite part just even just a, a silent shot of her up on that wall with him on the ground and just showing that. That one is more playful than the other. It's I great. Like that. Yeah. Okay, so gonna get dark for a minute. Ooh. Um, my favorite part of the film is, of course, the emotional parts. Like that's my thing. But this particular moment, I really appreciated for its filmmaking aspect, mm-hmm. and it's actually Rosie's death scene. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember watching it and seeing the shot probably around the same time of the part that you were just talking about, Courtney. Where there's like a shot of Jojo and behind him is just Rosie's feet. Yeah. And her fancy shoes. Yeah. And I remember watching it and being like, that's a funky shot. It's kind of weird. Like, why is this so significant? Whatever. I just they show it, about it there where it's just her feet on the wall. And they also do it when he's in the swimming pool. Yeah. Okay. They show her feet just on the, right, on right. the, the railing of the And swimming I was pool, like, yeah. what is this? What? What? And then is what happens is Jojo walks past the square and um, sees her feet hanging from a noose yeah and it's her shoes and I was just completely taken aback it was so shocking and all of the moments prior came into effect yeah and it worked out in such a a beautiful facet of filmmaking and I just thought that was really unique and and really well done yeah and I was just like the wind was knocked out of me I was like sure yeah I think I feel like I heard it in the theater everybody gasping and it is just so so remarkable Mm -hmm. a podcast that I I've just recently started listening to uh it's called the only podcast about movies (laughs) Which is funny. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah the only about. podcast about movies. Oh, um, well, it's like... Right? They <laughs> yeah. did, um, right? <laughs> they did um, an episode on Jojo Rabbit, and they're both filmmakers. Like, they, they work in the industry, and they've they've seen plenty of movies, and they've done plenty of episodes, and I just, I really liked that one of them commended the movie for doing that, and he was like, everything that I know about storytelling, everything I know about movie making, I should have seen that coming. Mm-hmm. Of course, oh, along yeah. the way, Jojo is going to lose his mother. That is his rock. That is what he's going to need to grow up, and it's just been so foreshadowed. She's been risking it. She's yeah. she's mm-hmm. hiding a Jewish girl. She's going out and distributing these pamphlets. Like, of course that's going to happen, but it's done so well, and so uh, ungrotesquely, where it's like, we're only going to show you the shoes. We mm-hmm. trust you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, and instead, they, they cut to those shots of the buildings that look like yes. faces, mm-hmm. and they're like, these are the people watching them, because yep. Rosie makes him turn his head and look at those people earlier in the film, and mm-hmm. she goes, he says, that's disgusting. And she makes him look at it. And she's like, we need to look at this. Yeah. We need to honor these people. And I think that's great. And that you know what else? Watching. Is that when I watched that the second time, I wrote that down because I, I really wanted to talk about that. Because that is such a cool 
that's just like a thing, you know, ingrained in us that we recognize faces everywhere and they mm-hmm. look like faces and in a way solemn faces. But at the same time, I was like, they're telling us people fucking saw you. Like people saw you mm. putting those flyers around. They mm-hmm. did. Yeah. My favorite part, and yes, predictable, but favorite part <laughs> at the end when Sam, Sam. I was I was leaving that to you. <laughs> <laughs> when he, you know, he has he's okay, so this is fun. Before I saw this movie, I had watched an interview where somebody mentioned that he's always doing racist parts, which he is often. And somebody was talking to him about it, and he was like, yeah, I'm kind of trying to stray away from that. I've done a lot of racists, you know? (laughs) And, but that was before I'd seen this movie. I'm like, okay, Sam, like, as you go play a Nazi. But then at the end, he, I mean, he really is the guy who's trying to still fight for saving what's right and doing what's morally okay. And he has that beautiful, like, almost father-son type of a talk with Jojo, talking about how his mother is amazing and how... I, I almost felt shocked in the same way that Jojo did when he yanks the jacket off of him and spits on him. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, that was to save him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they all get killed. Yeah. And Jojo, like, barely, I don't even, I mean, Jojo's a child. Maybe he even kind of didn't realize it for a while because he's like, what are you doing? No. And he's like, shut up. And has to spit on him to, like, send the point home. Yeah. Well, I guess let's get into least favorite part so that we can end on high notes instead mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Because we like to do it like that. Okay, I'll go first because my part's not really that in-depth. I had a really hard time finding a part of this movie that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's that older teenage Nazi boy who is mean to him and dons him the name Jojo Rabbit, right? Oh, uh uh-huh. And then later on, like early still in the film, we see him riding away with a bunch of other young soldiers, and he goes, ha ha, Jojo Rabbit, you suck. I'm going off to be in the war. Ha ha. You you can't, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, that's really good, because the foreshadowing, you know, expectant part of me is like, we're going to see that come back, and he's he's clearly off to his death. Oh, yes. Yeah. But nobody cares about them when they send them off. and, And unless I'm reading the movie wrong, or I missed something that never comes back around. No, he comes back. What? Yeah, he's got like a broken arm and that's it. What? It's when they show them all, the mom and him are riding on the bikes and they see them all come back injured. I think he's there. I tried to to notice the second time around. I was like, Mm. are you the skinny blonde boy? But they all look like clones as they say. (laughs) I just, I guess I thought that would come back full circle a little bit more Mm. prominently and it didn't. Yeah. I think it it may or may not have. Yeah. It looks like him, but they all look German. (laughs) (laughs) And, And also, I guess... It, it maybe would have just even been more effective if they just went off and we found out they all died and never saw them again. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I had a hard time finding something that I didn't like about this movie. So That's good. Uh-huh. Even though it's like, <laughs> my yeah, point yeah. didn't even come to full if fruition. that's all you got. Because I have one really nitpicky thing that, that made me mad and like cool. I want to talk to you guys about. It's mostly for discussion. She asks Jojo who won the war and oh. he says we did. And then he says something else. The second time I saw it, I was watching it, and she says, who won, JoJo? Who won the war? And he says, we did. And I, like, immediately started to tear up. I was like, oh, my God. I was mad the first time I saw it, but what he means is, we did, Elsa, because I'm now on your side, 
and the two of us won the war and like it's us we won the war like the people who are fighting for love and for freedom won the war but then he goes back on it and he says Germany won yeah, yeah. and it just makes me so sad because it could have been such a brilliant line of her still being confused and thinking he means mm. Germany won the war, but really he means no Elsa, like you won the war yeah. and I'm on your side now and we won the war. And I think Aww. that would have been a much better line. That's cute. <laughs> if he had just said, we won. Yeah. And then she came out and she was still nervous and then he still lied to her and kept going mm. with it and was like, I will get you free, trust me. And then they, she does that and they go mm. outside and she sees they're free, but he goes back on it since Germany won the war. Yeah. It bothers me. Because that's what he does in the flippin' book, and it's monstrous. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I, you know what, though, is that I think that is his single best moment of acting in the whole movie, because when he says Germany won the war, a single tear runs down his cheek, (laughs) because he just wants her to stay. So my least favorite part, and I think I'm gonna get um, backlash from you guys, uh, I actually liked it the first time, and I laughed, and I still think it's funny, but considering how smart this movie is, and how well I think they dealt with everything, even when it's being really quirky and ridiculous, it kind of bothered me the second time. And it's when he says, fuck off Hitler, and kicks him out oh. the window. <laughs> no, I can get on board with that. Okay. Because... <laughs> Because I really liked when Hitler jumps out the window, when he's just leaving earlier. That <laughs> yeah. was funny, even though it's, you know, it's crazy and zany. And it's a similar thing, but there was just something about it that it was a little bit too quirky. I wanted it to be a little more triumphant than that. I can tell you why I didn't like it is because I noticed Hitler not being around after a while. Yeah. And I was like, what if, and I just kind of knew, I was like, I bet you Hitler has killed himself at this point, uh, so that's why Jojo doesn't see him anymore. And I really wanted that to be the case, that we just never saw Hitler again. Oh, And yeah. it's because Jojo stopped believing him, and also just he was dead, and mm-hmm. I was like really down for that. I do love him with the bullet hole in his head, right? but I don't love the kicking through the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, do you, okay, so are you saying specifically the line, fuck off Hitler, or the, the whole the, thing? The, um... The crazy over-the-topness of saying it combined with kicking him out of a window. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's okay she, if she you like it. She expected backlash. <laughs> <laughs> Not, like, I'm, I respect that. Yeah. And, like, and part of me was, like, felt the same way that when we saw Peanut Butter Falcon. Ah, uh, with the <laughs> yeah. uh, Like, oh, that's, like, that's not realistic. But yeah. he is an imaginary figure. Right. So that... You know, the laws of physics can be <laughs> destroyed. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on board with the whole fuck off Hitler situation. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Because That's the only time he curses. Like, who doesn't want to say fuck off to Hitler? <laughs> yeah. And I also read um, that Taika Waititi, when asked, you know, if you're going to do this movie, you have to play Hitler. Yeah. Uh, Taika Waititi is a Maori Jew. Yeah. Oh. And he said, yes, I'll do the role because what better fuck you to Hitler right, and right. you playing him. Yeah, that's right? awesome. And you know what else that I caught on the second time is that I think they kind of portray Hitler in a way to us where we're watching this imaginary Hitler where in the beginning, in a way, we're on his side. He's this really fun, quirky best friend of Jojo. And by the end of it, he's getting 
mad at Jojo. He's not on, you know, he's not doing what we want him to be doing anymore. Mm -hmm. And he's now causing problems and yelling and being evil. Also, he's becoming more Hitler-esque. Like, yes, in, in like a jokey kind of way. Right. And he's doing the hand motions right. like Hitler does in the videos. Yeah. And it's perfect. But, so my, my point of that being that I think that's kind of the way that Hitler's reign went, is everyone th- saw him as this buddy. He's so right. He's so speaking Hang my language. Yeah. And then by the end of it, everyone realizes, oh shit, this guy's a monster. And mm-hmm. that's a very similar feeling as when we watched it. Mm-hmm. Lastly, as far as um, questions that we had picked out, what was your favorite character? And we haven't done this one before, but I thought it'd be fun because there's a lot of good characters in this Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. I'll go first. My favorite character is Elsa. I just, it's really easy to identify with her. But also just the, the actress, Thomason, she just captures this character with such elegance and and. Um, intelligence beyond her years mm-hmm. and she gets the naivety of a child as well as the adulthood of the trauma and, and uh, existence that she's been dealt and uh, so well and you just you get every beat you get every emotional change from her in such a subtle and nuanced way and uh, I haven't seen her in that, ma- in that many things I've seen her in The King and I've seen her in Leave No Trace and she's just just killing it. I just thought that she was super witty as the character in a really believable way. She's saying things that like you wouldn't expect. Yeah, from mm-hmm. the very first Gesundheit, it's it's For very sure. surprising. Mm-hmm. And you know those lines can come off like really liney if you're not doing it with like this level of authenticity, and it comes out so effortlessly that the irony hits really well. And um, I just thought her character was great. Okay. Mine feels very on the nose. My favorite character is Jojo. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. Yes. Jojo um, has your heart from the second we meet him. Mm-hmm. And it's because I feel like his character is established so clearly with so many ebbs and flows and just a clear arc of where we see him going. Because what he starts out as is the Hitler youth. Yeah. And I mean, even Rosie has these lines of like, he cried for three weeks when he found out his grandfather wasn't blonde. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's just really interesting to me how um, he gets this line from Hitler of, and you're really good looking. Mm-hmm. And then he's unfortunately like blown up by his yeah. own demise because mm-hmm. <laughs> he decided to play with a grenade. And all along the way, we just see these, these points leading to knowing who he is. We hear him talking to Yorkie and saying all these things about how the second he sees a Jew, he's going to kill it. Mm-hmm. But then the second he sees a rabbit, he can't do it. And when mm-hmm. he sees a Jew, he's terrified. I mean, mm-hmm. the entire point of him meeting this rabbit is the same parallel to him meeting Elsa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just goes hand in hand with it. And it's, it's amazing. And then there's this whole repetition of... Um, him talking about how Jews love ugly things, and he yeah. keeps making fun of Elsa for that. But then another one of my favorite lines is he's talking to Adolf later, and he says, Adolf, do you think I'm ugly? Mm-hmm. And I know he's asking it so that he can be beautiful in Elsa's eyes. Yes. Like, he's asking uh-huh. it to be like, do you think Elsa's going to think I'm pretty, Adolf? Yep. Because she loves ugly things. And just, it, it, it all ends with... um. Again, like, another one of my favorite things about this movie is the repetition, and it, it's repeated at the end. Um, the beginning opens with, you're ten years old today, and it's the best day of your life. And in this case, he says, you're ten and a half years old today. 
today, just do what you can. Yeah. And that's what his mom goes on and on about saying, and the, the people who are hanged in the town square, they did what they can, yep. and he he starts repeating things his mom says, is it dangerous, extremely, and it's just... He, it, the, the amount of growth from the funniest little kid who is, he's doing this hysterical thing with his arms and he's, Heil Hitler! Heil Hitler! He's like a Heil Hitler airplane. <laughs> he's a little airplane and he's running down the sh- street screaming yeah. and it's just, Heil Hitler! And I, I, could, I could watch that opening scene over oh. and over again. It's so adorable. I, I mean, I'm not counting the Heil Hitlers as adorable. I'm just saying a child excited and screaming and doing all these funny motions yeah. is just mm-hmm. so ridiculous. And, and he just captures it so well where, unfortunately, I feel like, like with the amount of memes and stuff, kids like to make fun of tragic things. They just yeah. do. We obviously, even our generation wasn't alive around that time to know, like, what to what is okay and okay to not yeah. make fun of. I can see them, like, taking that down a really dark path, and he just didn't. He, I can tell that him and Taika really understood what was happening. For sure. So, mm-hmm. I love him. Jojo is, he's a little baby. Yeah. Kind of going off that for fun fact that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, um, Heil Hitler scene. Oh! They say it a total of 31 times in one minute. And they, um, wanted to do that to illustrate how ridiculous and unnecessary the Nazi protocols were. Mm. They were, yeah. Like, you never get anything done. You're just saying Heil Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I'm gonna actually take, like, a hard turn. My favorite character is Yorkie. Oh! <laughs> because every time he's on screen, he's just... Always saying the funniest things. Heil Hitler, Jojo! <laughs> and he's always so positive, like, yeah. even though he's hardcore Nazi, at the end, when Jojo says he's dating Elsa, basically, he goes, good for you, Jojo! You got a girlfriend! Oh, good for you! <laughs> yeah. And then when he says the thing about, like, <laughs> the Japanese are helping us, but between you and me, they don't look very Aryan. <laughs> he's just like, got this innocence to him that he just is really in the same way that Jojo does too where these tiny little actors are using their boyish charm to be just so much more hilarious mm-hmm. with the crazy things that they're saying um i also really love that part i don't know the exact quote but when they're in the tent and he says well unless you're hitler in a little fat little boy suit and he goes i'm just a fat kid in a little fat boy suit <laughs> Um, and yeah, I don't know, he's just always there for Jojo, and at the end, he still makes it out, and he just wants to go cuddle with his mum. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet and innocent, and I love him. I support you, and Yorkie is a great Thank way to, to end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides that, I just really couldn't go without saying that the cinematography in this movie was mm. A+. Plus, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that shot of the tents where all the tents are lit up right before we oh, see them. Oh, that was just so and Wes Anderson to me. the books is <laughs> so going good. up. Yeah. Ugh. Prime. Yeah. Uh, we're going to definitely talk more about this movie on our, uh, a preview for what's coming in January. We mm. are doing a top ten of movies released in 2019, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm assuming it's on all of our lists. <laughs> yes. It is on my list, yeah. yes. It's, it's so high on my list, there's nothing to knock it out. I know. Um, and I'm very excited about that because, boy, are we in crunch time where I'm like... <laughs> Got to see all the movies. I feel stressed. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, like, numbers 8 through 10 right now are... Uh, numbers 8 through 12 are a mess. <laughs> oh. I just have to rewatch things and figure out what I'm doing. You know what's a little crazy is that I've started getting to the point where I have a solid 6 that I know won't be knocked off and a good... Mm, 10 <laughs> that are just hanging out. And I'm like, sorry, 10. I feel you, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, if... 
Uh, that concludes this Simply Spoilers episode. If you haven't gotten a chance to see Jojo Rabbit yet and you've just listened through this entire <laughs> podcast for some reason... You're probably very confused. <laughs> you should still go see it. Yeah. It is really worth a watch. Great movie. Fantastic. Do yourself a favor <laughs> and yeah. see it. Give Taika Waititi the respect and props that he deserves. <laughs> yeah, do not sleep on this film. All right, everyone, do peace signs that the audience can't see.